You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Through the midst of all the chaos yesterday, there were a couple interesting stories that we forgot to mention that are both significant. We're going to cover all the breaking news. There's a lot of news about... Well, the Democrats just want to get Trump off the ballot in every state. They're pretty much admitting to that today. But there were a couple incidents that I want to talk about here that uh, we just didn't get to yesterday before we get into the meat and potatoes. Um, did you know there was an insurrection at the Capitol yesterday? Linda Sarsour led a group of pro-Palestinian protesters into the Capitol. They charged through the Capitol, insurrected, engaged in a riot. What other terminology did the liberal media use when it was uh, January 6th? So there's all kinds of footage of Linda Sarsour's pro-Palestine group charging into the Capitol and staging their giant protest. And they all had name tags, too. They all had name tags. It was like it was an official Democrat proceeding. And the Capitol Police protected them, as you can see in this video, made sure that they formed a circle around to protect this demonstration. So explain to me how that happens. Explain to me how Democrats can disrupt the Capitol, charge into the Capitol, protest in the Capitol for whatever they want, whether it's abortion, whether it's climate change, whether it's Palestine, whether it's against Trump. But if a conservative goes into the Capitol, they're called an insurrectionist. If a Trump supporter goes into the Capitol, they're called an insurrectionist and charged and sentenced and imprisoned. If it's me, I go in there with a piece of tape over my mouth. They arrest me and throw me in prison. When David Hogg disrupts congressional proceedings, he gets the normal treatment. Escorted out of the room, have a nice day. When Owen Schroyer disrupts an impeachment scam, I'm still facing legal ramifications from that four years ago. Actually, that would have been four years ago yesterday. And I think this right here would have been would be uh, three years ago. Or no, that'll be four years ago in a month. Right there. You see that? That is illegal activity. I was arrested for that. But Linda Sarsour and a group of liberal Democrat pro-Palestinian protesters can smash into the Capitol and have their demonstration. Now, let me be perfectly clear. I believe that's their right. I believe it is their right as an American citizen to go into the Capitol and stage a protest, whether it's anti-Trump, whether it's anti-Israel, whatever it is. I believe that is their First Amendment right, and I stand for their right, and I support their free speech and their right to redress grievances. But when one side of the political aisle gets right, gets rights, and the other side of the political aisle gets arrested for the exact same thing and doesn't get those rights, well, we've got an entirely new problem now, don't we? But it's not just about leftist protesters or Owen Schroyer. It's about now Democrats want to keep our candidates off the ballot. And then there was an interesting story about something that happened to Rudy Giuliani that kind of went other under the rug here that I'm going to talk about. And then the White House is supposed to put out a list of who's going to be on their flights. It's like a flight log, kind of like the Epstein flight log that's going to come out here in 11 days. But they conveniently left Hunter Biden off the flight log yesterday. And then they snuck Hunter Biden off Marine One and into the White House. 
And uh, Karine Jean-Pierre and the White House was asked about this. And they said, oh, oh, well, we don't know anything about that. We don't, what? Uh, wait, what? Wait, that happened? We don't know. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden? We've never even heard of Hunter Biden. I think we may or may not have the clip here. But nonetheless, we're going to be covering that today as well. But isn't it amazing? One set of rules for Democrats. They can question every election of all time that they've lost. For years, they can say an election result was illegitimate if they lost. But Trump can't. His supporters can't. That's a criminal offense. And then they're going to keep you off the ballot for it. Democrat liberal protesters can storm the Capitol and do whatever the hell they want in there, protest whatever the hell they want, scream and shout and spin all about. But if you, a conservative, dare to enter the Capitol with even just a piece of tape over your mouth, you're going down. What do we call that? Authoritarianism? Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars move by. Yet in thy dark streets shine the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all my years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of men. And gathered all above While mortals sleep The angels keep Their watch of wandering love Oh, morning Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, one and all From all of us here at InfoWars To you, your loved ones Your families, friends Anybody you hold dear. Here on this Wednesday, December 20th, 2023 edition of the InfoWars War Room. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. It's the fastest three hours on the internet. And things are moving fast, aren't they? Things are moving very fast as we approach the 2024 presidential election. And as I'm reflecting on the big news from yesterday... I can't tell whether this is the Democrats jumping the shark and moving too early on getting Trump off the ballot or if they had no other choice. But but maybe it was too early and now it just looks so bad. It's obviously going to increase Trump's chances of winning the election or at least his support. I guess if you take him off the ballot, that's a whole different story. But his support has definitely gone up. No doubt. Even people on the Republican or conservative side of the aisle that were leaning um, maybe more neoconish or, or more DeSantis, just something against Trump, even they're like, okay, well, now I'm forced to vote for Trump because of this. I've talked to a few people like that, a few people in the media like that. But then there's this other theory of thought. Is, is this the Democrats prodding this to see if this is what they ultimately can do to, to make sure Trump doesn't become president again? Because there's still a bevy of options that they have. 
And I, I guess to them, just keeping Trump off the ballot is kind of the easiest way to do this if they figure they can. Because now it's all over. There's dozens of states that want to pull Trump off the ballot in the same way that Colorado just did. Now, of course, this is pending appeal. And this will go to the Supreme Court where it should be interesting because there is a bit of an attitude and a precedent with the Supreme Court that they don't want to get involved with state politics and they don't want to get involved with state elections specifically. And do you really trust a Coney Barrett or a Gorsuch or a Kavanaugh? The only person I really trust is Clarence Thomas. And, of course, we're seeing how the Democrats are going after him. I wouldn't be surprised if these leftist Supreme Court justices say they either aren't going to comment or, yep, take Trump off the ballot. Would you be surprised one bit? But let's say it fails. Well, then they know that that's not the technique that's going to keep Trump off the ballot, and so they move to the next, whatever that may be. But that's who we're dealing with here. Everything Democrats accuse their opposition of being, they are. A threat to democracy? It's the Democrats. Authoritarians? It's the Democrats. The list goes on and on. So we'll look at the latest on that, and then the persecution continues of Trump's associates. And and I realize this. And look... I'm sitting there this morning because I have to go through all this crap for being politically persecuted and I'm treated like a violent criminal even though I have a misdemeanor and I'm treated like a a drug dealer or addict or something even though I don't have any drug charges. So yeah, I got to go there. I got to take my monthly drug test and be asked a question about my mental health and if I've had any violent or suicidal thoughts and all this crap And, and, and these questionnaires and these probation meetings. And I'm sitting there going through this just like, you know, it's like, I can't believe this. But I ask myself, can you think of anybody? Is there a list of individuals who is politically persecuted by the the Republicans, rather? Because there's a long list of people that are politically persecuted by the Democrats. A long, long list. There are multiple individuals in this building alone that get politically persecuted by Democrats. But where is the list? Are there any individuals that are politically persecuted by Republicans. Now, some might argue Julian Assange, but he gets persecuted by both parties, and it was a Republican who just tried to get a bill passed to pardon Julian Assange or to forgive and release him from jail. That was a Republican that did that. It was signed. The bill was signed mostly, supported mostly by Republicans. The only Democrat I remember being on there was Ilhan Omar. So I don't really think that counts. They might say Hunter Biden, but Hunter Biden had multiple suspicious transactions being reported by banks that have nothing to do with politics, unless they were one of the banks that got bailed out by Obama. And he had FBI whistleblowers and IRS whistleblowers, amongst others, saying, hey, uh, Hunter's getting special treatment here. So I wouldn't say Hunter Biden counts. Where is the list of individuals that get politically persecuted by Republicans? It doesn't exist. But the list of Americans politically persecuted by Democrats, well, it's a whole book. 
It's about as long as Santa's list. It's about as long as Santa's naughty or nice list. That's what you get. And then they sit here, liberal Democrats, as if they have the moral high ground, as if they have the political high ground, as if they're better people than you, and you're the bad guy in all these equations, when everybody knows it's those dirty Democrats. And now the way they're doing Trump just proves it again. Just proves it again. So if they're not sodomizing one another in the Capitol building, they're finding some way to sodomize America and sodomize our border and sodomize your rights and everything else. By the way, they're, they're writing stories now You may remember the individual who uh, was in the uh, Democrat sex tape in the Capitol came out, didn't issue an apology or any remorse, instead came out and said how he's the victim. He's the victim in this whole thing. And now liberal Democrats are comparing him to Anne Frank. Oh, he's like he's like Anne Frank. He's being discriminated against. He just wanted to exist. He just his act of love is what they're saying. He's fired for his act of love. <laughs> wow. Fired for his act of love. There is nothing these individuals on the left won't twist. No deception they won't engage in, no lie they won't tell. Fired for his act of love is what they say. Treated like Anne Frank, they say. These people have completely lost their minds. They've completely lost all rationale, logic, and common sense. And they want to run our country and our planet and our lives. And and you see why it's such a clown world now. You see why the madness is the way it is. All right, we got a ton of clips from Biden. He had a speaking event earlier today. And uh, yikes, yikes. Yikes, that's worth three yikes. We'll play some of those clips. And then Kamala Harris, she's better off just disappearing at this point. First, she's uh, getting jiggy with it at a football game uh, like a like a, a, a club rat. She was a club ratting it up as the vice president. And then she goes on with psychotic Lawrence O'Donnell and has a new word salad of stringing a bunch of words together that don't make any sense but tries to sound intellectual the best she can. We've also got an in-studio guest coming up in the first hour that's going to be talking about the state of the economy and what to do to protect yourself against it. And then we're going to have a special in-studio guest, a special seasonal in-studio guest in the third hour who might be taking your calls. It's the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. We're going to get into some of these Biden clips and the Trump news on the other side of this break. What would you do if there was a tyrannical, totalitarian world government taking over whose plan was to kill 90% of the world population and they were already beginning to do it? You would rally against it, you would fight it. And that's what we're doing. This is the reality of 2023. I just want to thank listeners and viewers for your last year's support. and want to encourage you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, to take clips and share it from the broadcast, and to buy products that enrich your life at InfoWarsTore.com. We have the signed or unsigned copy of my new book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalist and Launch the Second Renaissance. Twice as long as my last book, incredibly powerful, signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. And we have X2 finally back in stock after over year infowarstore.com we have turbo force 10 hour clean energy back in stock and a bunch of other great products as well so please visit infowarstore.com and do your christmas shopping there fund the infowar and get great products all at the same time 
Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. studio with us is Kirk Elliott, and he wants to talk about something that, I mean, this is right up my alley because this is how I feel, and I think anybody who has a savings account right now and who's worried about the state of the economy probably has thought about this, especially if you've seen some of the news that's happened not just in America but around the world. If a bank run happens or, or let's say you might be surprised, you could try to go to your bank and say, hey, I want to withdraw X amount of dollars or I'd like to get all my money out of the bank. And they'll just say, sorry, we can't do that. You say, what? It's my money. And you find out real quick, well, wait a second. Uh, it isn't your money or it doesn't even exist or they cannot give it to you. But if there's a bank run, it's a whole different story. So I'm thinking, okay, what's a safe alternative to having a savings account that I feel like I might not have access to if there's a bank run or if hyperinflation happens, can lose all of its value. And for a long time, if not all of recorded human history, precious metals has been the answer. And so Kirk Elliott here to talk about this. Kirk Elliott, phd.com slash gold. The phone number to call for more information, 720-605-3900. All right, Kirk, how many people come to you and say, okay, what is your advice? I'm afraid that I'm not going to get access to my money in the bank. I'm afraid I'm going to lose all the value of my money in the bank. What is your response? So it's kind of a two-part answer. So people call me all the time, every single day. And you know what? In, in America, we shouldn't operate out of a state of fear. It's America for crying out loud, right? But but yet 99% of the people that call me on are gripped and paralyzed with it. And so what, what I know is that when, when you've got fear, it does one of two things. It either causes you to put your head in the sand and do nothing, you know, like an ostrich in a windstorm. Say, okay, I, I'm going to wait this one out and I'll just come back later. May, hopefully the storm is gone. Or B, it causes you to make the wrong decision, right? So people that are calling our office, they're gripped, they're paralyzed with fear. And so what we try to do is like bring reason and sound judgment and confidence and faith into the conversation it's like to let that fear and anxiety just melt off right so but this is what they're concerned about them running out of money so when people run out of money they start to do crazy things but 
But why are they afraid of running out of money? So this goes back to a little bit to 2008. In 2008, we had the big market failures. Um, They changed the laws back then to beneficial ownership on on your bank accounts. Meaning, let's say you have money in the bank and you think it's your money. It's not your money. You're the beneficiary of that. You're now a beneficial owner, meaning the bank owns it. So all the money that you have in the bank is like a security at this point. You're giving the bank money and you're hoping that you can get it back sometime. Because what do they do with money that you put in the bank? They invest it like you would, right? So banks just have a lot more money because they have all the depositors and they're investing in real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, companies like we would do, except on a larger scale. So when the economy heads south, what happens? Their investments come down. When the economy heads south under Bidenomics, it's even worse because we've got rising taxes, rising inflation, lowering wages. I'm noticing a trend here. 2008, Democrat takes office. 2020, Democrat takes office. And 2021, I guess you would say. And then it's the same trend? Same financial trend? Same trend. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the same financial trend. And look at the opposite of that spectrum. Reagan years and Trump years. Similar economic policies then, too, which were lowering taxes, lowering interest rates, and creating jobs. And forcing the countries overseas to pay tariffs, at least trying to equal the playing field. So when that happens, when you have lowering taxes, lowering interest rates, and job creation, people spend money. When people spend money, everybody benefits. Companies are more profitable. Stock prices go up. Banks have more money, right? So, But now it's the opposite. And this time around, it's so much worse than it's ever been because we have so much more debt in this country. And so now we've got debt. What's different than what we had in 2008, 2008 big market collapse, but they still had lower interest rates. Interest rates hadn't started climbing back then. Now you've got all this debt. You've got derivatives debt that's going through the roof. Like if you look at the four largest banks in America um, with derivatives, Chase has $55 trillion worth of derivatives debt. Goldman Sachs, $53 trillion. Citibank, $51 trillion. Bank of America, like $21 trillion. Now, those were all bailout banks, right? By, did all those banks get bailed out by Obama? We can they look that pro- We can look that up. We can look I that up. But explain to people what that means, because the average, the average layman out there isn't sure what a deri- derivative or derivative debt is. So to put it, so it's highly leveraged debt. It's not just regular debt. It's debt that's like leveraged by 20 to 1. Would you on say average. it's like a gambler who's behind, who makes a big bet to try to get his, mm-hmm. his what he's behind back? Yeah, so let's just say, let me kind of put it into a story format. Let's say you're a an insurance company and you're doing flood insurance and Hurricane Katrina's coming in. So you say, okay, I'm going to spin off Louisiana and I'm going to give it to some other company. Right, so you've got flood insurance all over the country, but you just got rid of Louisiana. Well, now that company says, wait a second, we Louisiana might be underwater. We'll, we'll keep Louisiana, but we're going to get rid of New Orleans. And then the one that took New Orleans and say, okay, we'll keep New Orleans, but we're going to spit off the Ninth Ward because it's always underwater, right? So they keep getting rid of this stuff. And then the money that they had allocated, they invest in, let's say, earthquake insurance in California. Well, then the big hurricane comes in. Well, the company that just had the Ninth Ward, they go out of business. But the ball has to roll up here. And it goes to the company that sold it to him. It's like, wait a second. We sold that part. It's like, doesn't matter. 
this counterparty risk, you now have to take care of it. Well, it keeps going back up, but people reinvest their, their money elsewhere. But so it's like this multiplying of the problem. And ultimately it goes all the way back to the top. So when you have this debt, it's not just one-to-one. Like if you were to file bankruptcy, if I were to file bankruptcy, let's say we had $100,000 in debt, that's, we just lose it, right? If you have a derivatives debt and it's leveraged 20 to one, let's say these investments that they were investing in that they were, you were expecting the stock market to go up and you, you put this derivatives debt on it, but it goes down. If it goes down 5% and it's leveraged 20 to one, you just lost 100% of your capital. So it goes down 10% and it's leveraged 21, you just lost 200% of your capital. If the stock market comes down 30 or 40 or 50%, like I'm thinking it will, and you've got all this derivatives exposure, it could be the biggest financial collapse in the history of the world. It's this debt explosion that's waiting to happen. So when you deposit money into the banks, you give up ownership of that money. They're now investing it. And the banks are hoping and praying, Owen, that not everybody's going to want to go in and get their money out on the same day because they don't have it. How do we know that they don't have it? Because in March of 2020, during the height of COVID, what did they do? They changed the reserve requirement to zero. Meaning when you put a hundred bucks in the bank, the reserve requirement's usually like 10%, meaning they'll lend out 90, they'll keep $10 back. So people can write checks or do whatever. They put it to zero to stimulate the economy. This is why banks started Is it failing. still at zero? Have they changed that policy yet? Under Basel 3, they just changed it to 20%. This is a bigger problem. All right, let's pause right there, and we'll, we'll pick this up. But, folks, you think all, you can get that money in the bank, you might learn the hard Please way. Please do not forget that my book has gone number one on a bunch of the different subcharts. The Great Awakening Part 2 of The Great Reset, twice as long. The Plan to Defeat the Globalists launched the next great renaissance. But if you want to get destroyed for shipping, double Patriot points, Turbo Force, the best nootropic, 10-hour clean energy booster. It, it, it's the highest quality ingredients. It's amazing. Turbo Force back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Up to 60% off on so many great products that are there. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3 that boosts your immune system, taken under the tongue for absorption. It's back in stock, 40% off. Winter Sun, Turbo Force, X2, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Vaso Beach for your blood and your heart and what it does for a nitric boost. Nitric boost. It's all there. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. a great Christmas gift? Gold. <laughs> Gold. If you need some, I got the guy, Kirk Elliott. He's in studio. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com slash gold. I, I, I might not be too late. Might not be too late. He can answer the question if it's too late to get uh, some Christmas gold. Uh, have Santa deliver it to your mailbox. Uh, but, but before we get to that, let's pick it up where we left off. So bank runs, you think you own your money, you don't. 
and and how they did us during COVID to make the reserves at zero. Because I was surprised. I mean, I knew. Look, you know, there's some there's spending limits, right? There's there's transfer limits and all this stuff. But um, uh, last year, I think it was, or maybe it was in 2020 during COVID. I can't remember. I was trying to I was trying to move some money around, and it was like stopping me from doing this. And I was like, what? I was like, this isn't even, it's like, this shouldn't even be happening. And they were like, oh, well, we have these new limits, and then there's this and that. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a serious thing. And that's when it really hit home for me that my money's not even my money, right? I mean, that's when it hits home, when it's like, hey, I need, I need, to, I need some of this money, or I need to move some of this money, I need to move it over here, I need it in cash. And they just say no, and you're like, what do you mean no? And so explain how they've gotten to this point. So height of COVID, they put the reserve requirement to zero under the assumption of, hey, lend out the money. If people are spending it, it's going to stimulate the economy because the economy stunk, right? So, so, but that's why if, if you've got a bad economy during COVID because Biden shut things down, shelter in place laws, travel restrictions, mask mandates, companies were going out of business, people, more withdrawals were coming out than deposits going in. That's ultimately why banks fail. More money's coming out than is going in. And the extreme example of this would be the bank run, which which kind of what happens is like an avalanche, right? As soon as, let's say your neighbor goes to withdraw cash and comes home and says, hey, I wasn't able to get it. And then you say, oh, gee, uh, you know, honey, I need to go withdraw cash. And then you go and the same thing happens with their neighbor. Now all of a sudden you got a bank run. Everybody's at the bank trying to get their money and the bank doesn't have any. Now you have bank runs. Yeah. So this is what happened back in March. So when, first it was Silicon Valley Bank. They went under. It was still 0% reserve requirement at that point. Of course, you're going to have a bank run if they technically don't have to have any money on because the bankers are just hoping and praying that not everybody's going to want to take their money out on the same day. They're just floating it here and there, right? So so then Silicon Valley led to uh, Silvergate Bank and then Signature Bank and then Credit Suisse. It, it spread over to Europe and then it came back to First Republic. Five big bank failures, like boom, 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 boom. It was awful. Because reserve requirements are zero, the economy stunk, more withdrawals going out than deposits going in. That's how a bank run happens, right? Then people start hearing about it. It's like, well, that bank failed. What about mine? I have the small little bank. Or what about my big bank? You like Citibank, and they've got all this debt. We know that they have debt. Well, right? And I'm just curious, not to distract you, what is a safer, is a smaller bank or a bigger bank safer in that regard? Or does it just depend? Okay, so generally speaking, just general rule of thumb, I would stay away from the big nasty ones, the city, the Bank of America, the JP Morgans, the, the Wells Fargo, because they have tens of trillions of dollars of derivatives debt. I, I don't like that. On the flip side of that coin are the real small ones that don't have enough capital to withstand a storm. So maybe, you know, regional banks, well, all these banks that failed were regional banks, but they were all coastal, right? They had maybe mortgage explosions, people, you know, tech companies going out of business. So maybe regional banks in the Midwest part of the country would be good. Credit unions on average are going to be better. Kind of a dangerous statement to make because I am not looking at all the books of every single bank, right? But they're owned by the members, which means they're technically not going to do a lot of crazy things because they'd have a mutiny. But it's a bit of a paradox if you're thinking, oh, bigger bank, safer place for my money. No. Too big, probably not safe because of the international dread of debt. Too little, unsafe because they don't have enough capital to withstand a storm. So there's a happy medium in there somewhere, right? So, so come to October 1st of this year, they changed that reserve requirement under the Basel III International Accord. Um, sliding scale, they're hoping to get back up to like 20%. So you look at that, it's like, oh, great. They're trying to stop bank failures from happening again. 
So they're going to have the reserve requirement to 20. Problem with that. Banks are used to zero. So let's say you're a billion dollar bank and now you have to have 20% in cash. Where are you going to come up with that 200 million? You can't. So now you're out of out of federal compliance. So you're going to have to go belly up. Oh, don't worry. JP Morgan Chase is there. The big banks are buying out the middle banks. The middle banks are buying out the small banks. There's a lot of consolidation happening. Now, are they buying banks with good capital or with their derivative debt? With their funny money. This is that's not really probably there. Stimulus money that, that's coming in because the, the, the so it's economy, not hard assets or hard capital. They're just saying, hey, we've just got these massive numbers. Let's just absorb everything. Yeah, but I think it's more insidious than than just them consolidating. So th- what they have coming down the road is central bank digital currency. Right. Um, digital money, getting rid of paper money, the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if your ideology doesn't match up with theirs based on your social credit score. How many steaks did you eat this month? Oh, you had two? Yeah. Sorry, we got to cut you off. Yeah. Do you have a gas guzzling truck? Well, why why would you have a Mammoth 1000 TRX truck that gets seven miles per gallon if you're lucky? They want you to... <laughs> They don't. They want you. I've to got have a an reason why. Dude. I just can't say it on the radio. Oh, it's because it's big and it's <laughs> loud and it's mean. Yeah. Because so, f you. That's why. Yeah. So so you could have something like that, but they're like, no. It's like Owen. Oh, we don't like that you're spending all this money on gas, right? We want you to have. He doesn't care about the the global climate, you know. So or what if you donate to a church and they say that church. Is, is involved in hate speech all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, they would what marry about, these two gay guys and you donated to that church, so we got to turn off your yeah. your digital currency. Or what if, what if you gave to a political party that they didn't agree with? Mm-hmm. What if mm-hmm. you're you're eating cows? Maybe you just went beef. to the wrong website. You went to the wrong website. Wrong Sorry, website. shutting you down. Yeah, you're eating beef instead of bugs. I mean, you name it. If the ideology doesn't match up with a digital currency... And that's obviously where this goes. This is where this goes. So... I know a lot of bank presidents that are conservative, God-fearing patriots like we are, right? So they don't want this. You know, you've got you've got evangelicals and Catholics all over the world that think the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if your ideology doesn't match up, that, that sounds like Revelation 13, 17, the mark of the beast. You've got libertarians everywhere that says, this is spyware on my bank account. I'm not playing in this sandbox, right? So have a lot of opposition. So what comes next is... It's hard to corral that. Let's say you're a shepherd out in the field, right? And you've got 2,000 sheep. And some of them are, are, you know, chasing butterflies. Some are drinking out of the river. Some are jumping off cliffs. And it's like, oh, you can't manage all these sheep, right? But what if you only had seven or eight of them? Your job is so much easier. So when you start consolidating all these banks, it makes it real easy to vote in what comes next. I think this is why the consolidation is happening. I think it's... It is more insidious than just banks failing and somebody buying it up. But but I think there's more banks that are going to fail. I think bank failures 2.0 is right around the corner because more withdrawals than deposits going in. Well, let's talk about on the, uh, that on the other side of the break. And, and in 90 seconds, maybe you can answer this. Because didn't it used to be – it used to be like a bank and trust, right? And the trust was kind of the, the more important thing. Like you trusted that the bank had your money. Your money. Now the bank views it as their money. You are giving up ownership of your money, and they're investing it. This is how the banking system has changed. And this is the reams of paperwork they give you that you sign off This all change started in 2008, beneficial ownership of your money. Nobody ever reads the TOCs when you Beneficial to account. who, I wonder? Well, you're the, Not you. <laughs> you're the beneficiary of the, of the money that you gave them. 
It's like, wait, that's my money. I'm not a beneficiary of it. It's my money. No, it's not. Not when you deposit it. They're using it, and you're hopefully they're they're using it wisely. And uh, many times they are not. We come many to find times out. they are not. And, and and again, when you think about the bailouts, because I hear people say, "Oh, the bank bailouts were a good thing." Well, I mean, what would your short response to that be? They're flipping it to bail-ins. So no longer is the government. See, Janet Yellen had said, "Too big to fail. No such thing anymore." The government can't really afford to bail these banks out but bail-ins you are going to bail out your own bank that's what a bail-in is it it moves the responsibility of a failing institution to the depositor rather than the government so same end result of it's our tax money that's doing it but now a bail-in means you're going to bail out your own bank that's what a bail-in is and that's where it's moving towards all right this is our in-studio guest kirk Elliot, do you want to give the gift of gold for Christmas? We'll tell you more on the other side. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water. This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. Everyone wishes for silver and gold. How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives here on earth. Okay, now, uh, you guys played this song intentionally, I'm assuming. 
are because I just have them on a random Christmas playlist. I said, hey, just just play this cri- the Christmas playlist. But it's the silver and gold. It's one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time, and it's uh, very on topic here with Kirk Elliott. We're talking about the banks, but but here's the overall message, and I want to continue to get this this knowledge from you because I think it's very important for people to understand all this. But if you're concerned about this or you've learned the hard way that, hey, your money in the bank is not your money or you're concerned about central bank digital currencies or hyperinflation, all this other stuff. I mean, for me, it was obvious. uh, Well, find a way to diversify and probably the easiest way. If you're not somebody out there that has just massive capital and say you can buy land or other assets or stuff like that, I mean, you can easily start converting it into precious metals that has shown it withstands the test of time. I mean, would it be fair to say even if the dollar collapses or goes down or we have hyperinflation, uh, virtually silver and gold remain with with the same value. They don't collapse with those with those fiat currencies. That's why you do, right? Because it does maintain its its purchasing power over time. Quick quick little story. Um so back in the 1920s, the dollar was backed by gold. It was convertible, right. right? You could you could go to Sears or Woolworths or whatever stores were around back then, or you could go to the bank, give them a twenty dollar bill or one ounce of gold. And they still had the gold. They still had the gold back, right? It was like a paper gold bill. Yeah, and it, because and, and it was convertible, right? You could go to the bank and give them one ounce of gold. It said twenty dollar face value on it. That's what one ounce of gold was back then, or a twenty dollar bill. It didn't matter because it was completely convertible. Now, one of ounce ounce of gold is what like. 2000. I was going to say 1800, I think, yeah, is the last I saw. It's like 2000. So, so that's so, amazing. So that kind of even shows the inflation since 1920. Well, yeah. So, so check this out. So back then. So really, gold is still the standard in a way. <laughs> well, it is because what would it buy you? I mean, that's the big question. So, one ounce of gold at 20 bucks or a $20 bill, you could have gotten a finely tailored men's suit, a shirt, a tie, a belt, and shoes, right? So that's what it would buy you. Fast forward today, 100 years later, you can't even go to. Chili's for 20 bucks, right? Or get a pair of socks for 20 bucks. You might be able to get an app. You can probably get an app. You might be able to get an app you on could, App Tuesday. You, you probably right? could, yeah. <laughs> but but the, the one ounce of gold at $2,000 still gets you a finely tailored men's suit, a shirt, tie, belt, shoes, right? It maintained that purchasing power. So it's, it's kind of not the proper thing to do is just like, how much has gold gone up? How much has silver gone up? It's like, how much has the dollar come down? It Has it maintained its purchasing power? We're getting a double bonus on it right now because gold and silver are thriving because of the, of the fundamentals that cause gold and silver to go up, which are unsustainable debt, inflationary pressures, political chaos, geopolitical conflict. Every single one of those things causes gold and silver to go up. We've got them in spades, right? You've also got the currency that's collapsing, because they're printing money like there's no tomorrow to fund every stimulus under the sun, to send money to Ukraine, to fund their pension plans, right, rather than our own. Um, a lot of mismanagement of funds, which is causing inflation because, but here it starts to get really, really bad, really, really quick come January. With the emergence of- You're the, saying this coming January, we're, we're talking yeah, like a couple weeks away. Yeah, like a couple weeks from now. So Putin- we're at the BRICS nations meeting in Durban, South Africa in, on August 22nd through 24th, he said, we're going to de-dollarize the world and it's irreversible and it's our objective. It's like, okay, those are bold statements, right? And so, so here's where I, I, I look at people, right? I've got this PhD in theology. I've got one in economics. And so 
I like to to listen to what people's words are saying and then how their actions correspond. Well, his words were very forceful and very bold, right? Well, Putin's kind of this arrogant narcissist guy, right? But but there's like more meat behind his statement, so to speak. It's like, what does he know that we don't know? Where when Biden speaks, it's like weak and it's if it's coherent at all, right? And it's just like Oh, it's not. We got some clips of him speaking yeah, today. But when, <laughs> but when you're speaking lies, it's not gonna have the strength of a true statement, right? So so what Putin was saying was true, but why was it true? Why did he have that boldness and courage behind that statement? Because he knew that come January first, they're added they already added Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates to the BRICS nations. They're gonna add Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, and Argentina come January first. Six of the nine largest oil producers in the world are now part of the BRICS nation. Well, see, that's the key too, is the oil production. And if we're not even producing oil and the petrodollar goes the way of the BRICS system, I don't think people really understand what that means for our way of life. Oh, it, it changes it it's overnight. Over. It's the, over. You think, oh, you think you're going to have a pool in your backyard, a barbecue with your family every weekend and your neighbors, season tickets to the, the local sports team? Gone. See, the only reason that our politicians can keep raising the debt ceiling, keep spending money like drunken sailors, keep having every stimulus is is because we have built-in demand for our currency with the petrodollar. When that goes away, we're no different than Argentina, Venezuela, um, Cyprus, Greece, Zimbabwe, where when you print money without discretion, it ultimately loses value. It's like monopoly money, and you go through hyperinflation. Argentina is still recovering for that. In fact, they have a – what's that policy? It's like the blue policy now where the U.S. dollar in Argentina already converts like 8 to 1. But now if they're trying to get people to go down there, now if you go down there, they'll give you as an American citizen like 16 to 1. It's called like the blue policy or something. Well, they're desperate for American dollars. Desperate. They're absolutely desperate. And com- countries get desperate when they run out of money, right? Well, all of a sudden, we're no different than Venezuela or Argentina if we lose that reserve currency status. This is what Putin's strength behind his comment was because he knew that they just took over petrodollar, that the BRICS nations are going to become the world reserve currency, not the U.S. dollar. Especially with Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, yes. and Russia yes. controlling the oil production. So, so much for us being able to fund every stimulus known to humankind. Oh, but Trump is Trump is pro-Putin, even though he's pumping out oil left and right, which is hurting Russia. Yeah. So, so this is where the world is headed, is a power shift is happening because the BRICS nations want to be the world's reserve currency, the economic, geopolitical, political superpower. and But they have a problem. The U.S. dollar still maintains that, right? So they're kicking the U.S. dollar out by taking away demand. Here's the big problem is uh, Iran coaxed OPEC two weeks ago to cut production on oil. When they cut production on oil, the price of oil goes up. Who's going to be the beneficiary of that? The BRICS nations, because they have six of the nine largest oil producers in the world. Who is that going to hurt us because of decades of environmental restrictions and not having any refineries? You can't frack. You can't cross. And now it's just like a zero, zero uh, petroleum policy. You can't drill in the Gulf. You can't drill in the Arctic because of a migrating moose pattern. It's like I'm, I'm not an animal rights activist, but I give the moose more credit than the animal rights activists do because I think they're smarter. If you're walking through the the Yukon and you see an oil rig and it's your migration pattern, well, I would turn to the right and go around it. Well, they said, no, you can't do that. They're going to get stuck. They can't. It's like, this is stupid. They're smart. They'll just keep walking. They'll, They'll go around it. So all of this for decades 
has still has us dependent on foreign oil. We are not oil independent. We're dependent on foreign oil. And when they just change the rules of the games, our money is going to go there. They're going to be the beneficiary of higher oil prices. It's going to suck us dry. And this is the problem moving forward. So we think that we've seen the end of bank failures. No, we haven't. They're coming again because they're going to have to have more money in reserves that they don't have. More withdrawals are going to come out than going in. And here's where if you were to be walking down the street and you see a branch close, that's not a sexy story like a bank closing, right? Banks are going under. You just see a branch close. Let's say it were PNC Bank. It's like, man, it's all boarded up. I guess I'm going to have to go another three miles and go to the next PNC branch. It's not a big deal. Well, what makes it a big deal? Over the last six months, 1,144 branches have closed. This year alone, 2,000 branches have closed. Last year, 2,000 branches closed. The year before, 2,000 branches closed. Branches closing is the precursor to a bank going under. It's like when a company starts laying off employees. You know that there's problems coming. Yeah. So this is, is what's that, coming. Oh, my gosh. What is that movie? It's got uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. They're in space. But it's like that. It's like there's all these little malfunctions on the spaceship. It's just like, oh, this automatic door doesn't open, or oh, this self-running robot stopped working, or oh, this soda dispenser quit working. And you're like, oh, they don't think much of it. And then and then you realize it's like, okay, wait a second. All these little things keep happening. I think there's something bigger going on. And then it, it turns out the whole the whole nuclear core is collapsing. And but it's it's all these little things, and that's when you notice. All right, another quick break here. We'll be right back with Kirk Elliott, PhD. I want to find out, though. It might not be too late for you to get gold for Christmas. We're right, we're right up against it. We'll ask him that on their side, but at least for New Year. We can definitely get it to you for New Year. So uh, you can visit KirkElliottPhD.com slash gold for more information. Please do not forget that my book has gone number one on a bunch of the different subcharts. The Great Awakening Part 2 of The Great Reset, twice as long. The Plan to Defeat the Globalists launched the next great renaissance. But if you want to get destroyed for shipping, double Patriot points, Turbo Force, the best nootropic, 10-hour clean energy booster. It, it, it's the highest quality ingredients. It's amazing. Turbo Force, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Up to 60% off on so many great products that are there. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3 that boosts your immune system, taken under the tongue for absorption. It's back in stock, 40% off. Winter Sun, Turbo Force. X2, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Vaso Beach for your blood and your heart and what it does for a nitric boost. Nitric boost. It's all there. Infowarsstore.com or We're talking bank failures, bank runs, everything else. And look, if you've got the same instincts, because, I mean, here's my crystal ball. And I was thinking about this a lot. And actually, it was uh, the movie Leave the World Behind. I don't know. I'm sure you heard about this. It's all the talk. Is that the Obama movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought it was a good movie. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of on the uh, I'm on the wrong side of this, according to a lot of people. I thought it was a good movie. I get it. They put their liberal propaganda in everything these days. Uh, they can't help themselves. These these liberals, they just have to inject their politics into everything. That's what they do. Uh, aside from that, I thought it was a good movie, and it was thought provoking. But what I think this is why the central bank digital currency is actually, it, it, in a way, it's at it's the spine of the new world order because they have to be able to control your currency. 
Because even, I mean, obviously food and water is kind of the same thing, but if they can control your currency, they can control your access to food and water. So they figure, okay, well, I think the cyber attack is imminent. I think it's probably 2028 is when they do it, and they want to get us all onto the central bank digital currency by 2030. I think that that's kind of how I see this in the long run. But the dollar has no inherent value, right? I mean, it's just whatever we think it's worth or whatever we believe it's worth. But clearly, we can see over time, we discussed this in the last segment, that really gold has maintained the same value. It's just the number of dollars it's worth has changed. Right. So as the dollar diminishes, it's going to take way more of those dollars to buy gold. So it would take way more of those dollars to buy a car or groceries or anything. See, to me, inflation is not rising prices. That's a symptom of inflation. Inflation is an increase in the money supply because it takes more of that money supply to buy things. That's where you see the symptomatic effect of prices going up. So we have to ask ourselves, are they increasing the money supply? Yeah, a lot, right? They keep printing, printing, printing. They So much so, Owen, that they stopped measuring um, what the true money supply is. And they only say what what's in banks, you know, M2, the money supply M2, is, is your checking savings and, and money market funds. They stopped measuring years ago the more broader money supply, which is for stimulus, for foreign aid, things like that, because they don't want people to know. Well, and think about it, too. If they're claiming, because they, they used to try to talk their way around it, if, if the Fed was asked directly, do you still have the gold? Like, is this still backed by gold? And, and they used to not really be able to answer the question. And then recently, uh, I think they were kind of forced to say yes. But think about it. The amount of gold doesn't just grow. Gr- gold doesn't just expand. It's the same amount of gold no matter what. But if you keep printing more dollars, then the value of the dollar goes down. The gold still stays the same. Yeah, so it it does. So, I mean, gold will go up a little bit because of mining production, but not as much as the currency base, right? So here's where I think we're moving into a a world where fiat-based money is going away. Central banking as we know it is, is going away. And you can look back into... The U.S. Patent Office in 2019, Visa, the credit card company, filed for a patent prior to central bank digital currency that said what? We're going to have digital wallets and for we're going to have these serialized digital dollars. And for every one of those, we're going to take a dollar fiat money out of the system. So they, they had basically described what central bank digital currency was going to be. Then, then you go to... A bunch of different, you know, a, a, an executive order by Biden, which allowed for central bank digital currencies to come in. One four zero six seven is that executive order, and then you've got Bank for International Settlements, Project Icebreaker, Project Aurora, that that said, hey, we're, we're going to have ideologically based spending standards that that basically separate you from your money if you don't comply. The social credit scores, ESGs, things of that nature, um, your digital social profile. Then they went one step further and said, if your ideology doesn't match up with ours, we're going to disallow wires from bank to bank. And then you've got Dr. Pippa Malmgren at the World Economic Forum um, in Abu Dhabi last year that said, you know, your digital social profile is going to be the key to you accessing your money with a programmable money standard. We can change ownership on your money digitally. This is where it's going. So how do you get out of that system? Tangible assets like gold and silver, you're not a digital slave in their digital world. It's the exit strategy for safeguarding right. your yeah, assets. Let's do one more segment on this, and then I'm going to get into the news. But but I'm going to 
let's kind of tie this into cryptocurrency, but really, gold and silver is kind of the So we're talking cryptocurrency here with Kirk Elliott. Find out more and uh, how he can help you protect your savings and hedge against financial collapse at KirkElliottPhD.com slash gold. And he was also telling me some other stuff, how he's able to basically get some of the best deals because he knows how to avoid some of the uh, taxes and other stuff that they put against you when you go into this market. And, and I was like saying... And, well, let me tell my story first, because I know you hear this too, and maybe we'll get into the crypto angle. But because the reason why I bring that up, because this is what you hear from cryptocurrency advocates, and I'm not anti-cryptocurrency. Let me just be clear. But I'm I'm I lean more towards I think gold and silver is a safer asset and a safer thing to hedge against collapse with. But you always hear, well, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take your gold or silver in the collapse. You can't eat the gold and silver, and I always hear this, and so. Here's what I would say in response, because I think I've now seen the proof that actually, yes, indeed, people will take gold and silver if there's a financial collapse. Um, Many people probably don't know this because they haven't been to prison, but unfortunately, I have. Stamps are currency in prison. Did you know this? I didn't know that. Stamps are currency. Stamps. Would you ever have thought that? Nope. Who would have? Who would have thought that you could go, I can go, you can be in prison and have a, a book of stamps is 20 stamps. And there's all kinds of stuff you can buy with it. You'd be stunned. You can buy a haircut if you're, uh, if you're into that and you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. You might be able to rent a phone. It's called a jack phone. You might be able to buy a pack of smokes. Uh, you might be able to buy food from the kitchen. Stamps. Stamps. So, but this is, this is, the reason why I bring this up is it's natural human nature for people to find ways to build their own economy. Why do they use stamps as currency in prison? Because it's available, we have access to them, and it's easily, it's easily used for transactions. Gold and silver, to me, would be the exact same thing out in the world. We already have gold and silver. It's easily used for transactions, goods, services, whatever. It's there. It's available. It would immediately take over as currency if there was a financial collapse like that or if dollars became worthless. Just like I see, that's what, that's what happens with stamps in prison. Well, it, anything can be money, right? It's just a unit of exchange. And that's where silver especially becomes a barterable item. If, if the currency collapses, nobody wants it anymore because it's gone through hyperinflation. You better have something that's small, portable, valuable that somebody else wants. I mean, cigarettes could be a barterable thing. Vodka could be. Bullets could be. You can use anything to trade back and forth with people. What makes silver so good, it's uniform in size. It has a value. You can put it in your pocket. It's portable. That's what makes silver a great barterable thing, just like the stamps in prison, right? I mean, it's wild. I had no idea stamps are currency in prison. Yeah, most people don't, and I'm telling you, it was wild. I mean, there's a lot of things that I learned in prison. I won't, I won't get into those stories <laughs> now. But, yeah, stamps are a currency. It's a real thing. A, a stamp is like a dollar bill. Yeah. So here's what people don't understand about gold and silver. It's like there's different types. Um, you can do rare stuff, collectible things, um, government issue, like silver eagles, gold eagles, Canadian maple leaves. I don't do any of that. Bullion, lowest cost per ounce to maximize your ounces. That's all I care about. 
because keys to wealth being in the right place at the right time and never overpay for your stuff, right? So, you know, and all the universe of all the gold, all the silver, different countries, different rarities, different everything, 100 ounce bars of silver, 10 ounce bars, one ounce rounds, or one ounce gold bars or kilo bars of gold. That's it. On one hand, I could count everything. If it's not one of those, you should never buy them because they're too high priced. Now, we were talking about taxes, right? So you can own physical gold or silver in an IRA. Most people think, oh, I have to liquidate my IRA to buy gold. So no, just do a rollover. You have to store it, and then you could go into a physical asset like gold and silver in an IRA. This is amazing where people can take advantage of those high growth markets right now that thrive during times of inflation, political instability, unsustainable debt like we have, and you can safeguard your assets, which is why we can talk about some of this dark stuff and have a smile on our face because at least financially, there's a way that we can not just survive but truly thrive. Well, and I, I to me, it's just like, I mean, if you've got a bunch of money, it's one thing, but to rely on a savings account at this point, I feel is just a fool's errand. Yeah, because you never know when your bank is the next one that's going to fail. Or when your dollars become a lot less valuable. In fact, the crew was showing on the screen, I was, it wasn't 16 to 1. Like I was, It's like 10,000 to 1 is the Argentinian peso versus the dollar. Oof. Yeah. That, that, I mean. They're paying people to bring, they, they will literally pay you to bring dollar bills down there. Yeah, I forget and, what it's called, but it's it's crazy. See, and when the government runs out of money, they start to do crazy things. When we lose our petrodollar status come January, we're going to be forced to print money. That's going to be more inflation. How do you slow down inflation? By raising interest rates. So, Owen, I don't believe for a second when Janet Yellen or Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, says, oh, we're pausing interest rates and they're going to come down next year. Maybe you get one decrease because it's an election year and they have to pretend like Bidenomics is how working. Soon, how, how soon do you think this happens? Because you keep saying next year, like, I mean. I'm thinking like January because January is when those oil producers hit the BRICS nations. So that's only a couple weeks away. I think you're going to start to see the acceleration really start to happen. When do you think the, the interest rate, because interest rates are already going up. I mean, when do you think they go up again? Uh, they'll probably get a rate decrease the next time, the next you know, probably a couple months from now when the Fed meets again. Um, but I don't think they can continue to do that because when we lose petrodollar, we're going to have to print. Inflation either goes through the roof or they try to, you know, throttle it a little bit by raising interest rates. It's a catch-22. Either you have higher prices or higher debt service. There's not a winning solution for for policymakers right now. If 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 somebody out there listening has money in a savings account, they want to convert it to precious metals, they call you 720-605-3900 or go to kirkelliottphd.com slash gold. What are, what are some of the things you're going to tell them? How are you going to help them uh, make this smooth financial uh, transaction? So it's, 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 you just call 720-605-3900 or kirkelliottphd.com forward slash gold. One of my client concierge team will talk to you say, hey, what was it that, that Kirk and Owen were talking about that caused you to want to reach out? We want to hear your concerns, hear your dreams, your aspirations, your goals, listen to that, and then we'll craft a strategy of success moving forward where we start to hedge some of your paper assets with tangible assets to be in the right place at the right time and take advantage of these trends so the trends don't take advantage of you. The only way that I can see how to do that right now in this inflationary world where it's getting more and more unstable is with tangible assets like silver. Hasn't always been the case. 
Trump years were amazing. Reagan years were amazing when you lowered taxes, lowered interest rates, and created jobs. We don't have that right now. We have to adjust. When the global economy moves, you have to move with it and counteract it if you want to take advantage of these trends. When I talk to people, too, I mean, gold always seems sexier, right? I mean, it's literally sexier, I would say, even. But silver seems to be maybe even a better investment. I, I love silver for numerous reasons. Number one, it's a industrial metal. It's, it's used in fuel cells, um, EV cars, um, all electronics. So there's built-in demand for it. Um, the ratio between gold and silver is pointing towards silver. Silver is just simply outperforming. So ultimately, here's the cool thing. If we go into silver now and silver doubles or triples the rate of growth of gold, maybe 12 to 18 months from now, we sell our silver, go into gold, and I can get you two to three times more ounces for free, basically by leveraging higher growth silver to get you gold down the road. See, I love uh, talking to people in the precious metals when they talk about trades like that. There's a little, there's a little twinkle in your eye. A little twinkle. <laughs> I love it. I see it. I see it. I, and I've seen it before. But look, I'm telling you, folks, when you realize your money isn't yours, when you realize the threat of hyperinflation, bank runs, uh, bank collapses, and it's your bank, you don't want to realize that too late because by the time you realize it, it's going to be too late, and you're going to be wishing you had done something to protect your savings. And um, it's, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a good idea to say it's safe, your savings in a bank. So, KirkElliottPhD.com slash gold. You can see the number on the bottom of the screen, 720-605-3900. Well, Kirk, you've uh, you've had the InfoWars tour now. Had it. Got to spend some great time with you, some great time. Was it everything Alex? you imagined it could be? No, it was better. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right, folks, when I come back, I'm going to play some of those Biden clips he was, uh, he was on low battery again today. Go figure. Infowarstore.com. We also have storewide free shipping, double Patriot points. We have X2 about to sell out. We have Winter Sun, the best D3, finally back in stock. Still good for your immune system. We have Vaso Beats with the nitrous oxide to boost your heart health. All of it. We have Turbo Force, the m- most powerful, high quality brain boosted tropic out there that's also good for you unlike other brain boosters that aren't turbo force discounted infowarstore.com get turbo force get winter sun get it all at infowarstore.com and i want to thank you all for keeping us on air over the years you've seen that we've delivered together you delivered supporting us i've delivered not giving up praise god and pass the ammunition in the information war get a copy of my book the great awakening Sign or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. Take action. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are. And that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity 
And then there's mass sterilization that's already taking place. They're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. here of a snowball fight. What do you think? That's uh, that downtown New York, guys? We're not sure. Colorized. 1897 New York City snowball fight. Amazing. It's probably the most violent assault you had in New York City back then. It's a different story these days. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, correction. This is from a small town in Ohio. Shelby, Ohio, snowball fight. And uh, I'm not sure what that man did to deserve that. Uh, oh, look at that. Even the women are getting involved. See, all these tales they tell you. Women were allowed to leave their house in the 1800s. They act like women didn't have any rights. Give me a break. They had a great time. You see that woman hurling that snowball? Time of her life. They somehow had snowballs back there, by the way. I don't know where they found those. Yeah. Everybody having fun. Not a cell phone in sight. Just good old-fashioned fun with the elements in the elements. All right. Let's start getting to some of the videos and some of the news here. I I told you about Biden being on low battery. He's on low battery. First of all, see if you can maybe make some sense out of this as he slurs and blurs his way to talking about being from a black population. It's, uh, It's strange stuff where Biden comes up with this or who gives him this, or why he can't read it off a teleprompter. But uh, this was Biden earlier today talking about uh, coming from a a black population in clip two. I come from a state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And uh, as they say, the saying goes, where I come, you bring me to the dance early on. Okay. He comes from the state with the eighth largest black population. I assume he's talking about Delaware? Or Pennsylvania. Guys, go ahead. Let's look up uh, what states have the largest black population. Because I'm going to go ahead and take a guess that Delaware is not number eight. Pennsylvania might be, but he can't decide whether he's from Delaware or Pennsylvania. It changes, I guess. I guess because he might have been talking in Pennsylvania. Maybe he said it was in Pennsylvania. I think that's a Wisconsin flag, though. So so I'm just as confused as Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden at this point. As he says, he comes from the state with the eighth largest black population. Is he talking about Delaware? Because there's no way. That's not even going to be close. 
In fact, look at that. Pennsylvania's not even on the map either. But see, that's that's population per capita percentages. He's saying just pop. You know what? He doesn't know what he's saying. And then he says, and then he says, well, it's a saying where I come from. You brung me to the dance, so we'll dance with me. Or what did he, what? Where does he come up with this crap? So yeah, not even Pennsylvania is top eight. Delaware, I bet Delaware's like in the bottom five. So he's never claimed he's from Illinois before. Now he claims he's from Illinois. That's fun. But Pennsylvania 12, so if he was thinking Pennsylvania, he's just uh, wrong on the data. Uh, Delaware's bottom five. You know, you have to scroll down a lot faster than that to get to Delaware. No, don't even waste your time in the top 40. Oh, 33? Wow, I'm surprised. Well, Biden might claim he's black next. And if you don't vote for him, you're not black. So there you go. And then uh, he had this to say, which, A, again, is not even true, but he slurs his way through talking about black wages and wealth in clip three. Across the country, wages for workers are up. Black wealth is a record up record 60 percent since the pandemic. So many of you look. Look. And by the way, we're just I mean, this is from the bottom of my heart. We're just getting started. He means to say this bottom of us. He means a sensation at the bottom of his arse. Did he say the bottom of his arse? Was that, was that a racial? Was that a racial comment? So Joe Biden says black wealth is up a record sixty percent. Where is he getting these numbers? Nobody's wealth is up sixty percent under Joe Biden, except maybe pharmaceutical companies. Fauci, maybe himself, his family, he gets 10%. And so then, here he is afterwards, yet again, getting confused on the stage, turning around, twisting about, not knowing where he's at or what he's doing in clip number four. Looks to his left, looks behind him, looks to his right, shrugs his shoulders, doesn't know where to go, starts to walk to his left waves at a pillar and now does the fake little jog, the one-step jog, shrugs his shoulders again, now does the cornholio and still confused, now does the fake jog again and now has found his way and he's stiff-legged and armed and now he's he's uh, exit stage left. What is this thing he does with the half jog? Half step, half jog. What is that it's one of the most awkward things but what it is is it's a guy who is very look he's old nobody would blame him for being decrepit and slow but he tries to overcompensate with this fake half step half jog and then the cornholio arms honestly they'd be better off putting him in a wheelchair at this point or like wheeling him out there in an iron lung. He couldn't even open his eyes for this speech. Did you see that? His eyes were closed half the time. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Or maybe he's squinting because he can't read the teleprompter. I mean, what kind of lubricant did they put all over his face? This crusty ass, reanimated beep jerky looking ass with the lubed up face. He does look like the Jeff Foxworthy 
uh, animatron hand puppet, doesn't he? Now, it's the half jog, half step. And he did it again. So he's overcompensating because he is so weak and frail. So he does the half jog. He does the half jog, half step again. And here it is uh, getting off Air Force One and getting out of his car in clip one. So you see it again here. It's the half jog, half step. Wait, what, what is that? Seriously, this is just, it's, it's, okay. Oh, man, oh, man. It's an embarrassment. And then there's uh, Kamala Harris, but we're out of time for this segment. So we'll bring you the latest Kamala Harris embarrassment. Over the weekend, she was gyrating and humping like a club rat in a luxury suite at a football game. And then she did a TV interview today and embarrassed herself yet again. It's the Biden Cornholio. It's the Biden half jog, half step. It's the Biden lubed up face beef jerky reanimatron looking at. All right, we'll be right back with Kamala Harris embarrassing herself. Please do not forget that my book has gone number one on a bunch of the different subcharts. The Great Awakening Part 2 of The Great Reset, twice as long. The plan to defeat the globalists launched the next great renaissance. But if you want to get destroyed free shipping, double Patriot points, Turbo Force, the best nootropic, 10-hour clean energy booster. It, it, it's the highest quality ingredients. It's amazing. Turbo Force back at stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Up to 60% off on so many great products that are there. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3 that boosts your immune system, taken under the tongue for absorption. It's back at stock, 40% off. Winter Sun, Turbo Force, X2, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Vaso Beach for your blood and your heart and what it does for a nitric boost. Nitric boost. It's all there, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. The War Room, InfoWars.com forward slash show. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid, and Donner, and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Christmas songs. And if you ever saw it, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is one of the most popular Christmas songs of all all time. Very popular. Very popular. What about your favorite Christmas movies? Favorite Christmas movies? Have you watched any Christmas movies? I'll be watching Christmas movies this weekend. Absolutely. I'm actually... We do an exclusive for Owen Schroyer on X. Every day we've been doing this. You go follow at Owen Schroyer 1776... And I've been doing an exclusive monologue. It's about 10 minutes. It gets uploaded on X. And tonight's monologue is going to be the top 10 Christmas movies. And I'm by far, by far the best movie reviewer in political media. Huh. Please. 
It's not even close. Most other people in political media can't put their politics aside and give you an honest review, A. And B, they just they just don't have my taste. So, and we're going to be providing you the top 10 Christmas movies. I'm not saying they're your top 10 Christmas movies, but they're my top 10, and it's a good place to start. If you haven't seen any of them on my list, you should watch them over this Christmas weekend. All right, let's get back. See, now that's a classic right there. A classic right there. The classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Remember when he had the he tried to pop the red uh, the, the cover on his red nose? We all remember it. They don't make movies like that anymore. I, I think that made the list. I have my list down here, but you'll have to find out at Owen Schroer 1776 on X. And by the way, that's where we're doing my political content, my media content. That's where that's going to go. I do have my personal account back, but that's just going to be personal stuff. I don't want to even really do any politics over there. I just want to separate it. Uh, but at Owen Schroer 1776, you can find other things. By the way, did we get did we get the show launched on War Room Show? We are officially now premium at War Room Show on Twitter, and we've been extremely busy around here. And I and I've been telling the crew I want to get the show live on at War Room Show. I, I don't know if we I don't know if we finally got that launched or not. Okay, we're still working on getting that. Would it be safe to say, guys, by the time we're back from Christmas break, though, by the time we're back, by, definitely by next year, we'll probably be live at War Room Show on Twitter. Do you think that's a fair assumption? Hmm. Okay. Well, there might still be some gremlins in the system, apparently. I don't know. Uh, we might still have some gremlins in the system that are keeping us from live streaming. But uh, you know what happens when gremlins get in our way? Ugh! Smash. We're going to get it live. We're going to get it back live on Twitter. Hopefully all our shows will be back live on Twitter first. But if I can get the first one back live on Twitter, I'll be very proud of myself and this crew. Okay. All right. Kamala Harris. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Is this embarrassing. All right. Here she is stringing together a word salad that has no substance at all. And uh, what is she talking about? Your guess is as good as mine here in clip 13. But we do also need to focus on what is happening now toward what is possible and, and, and should be possible the day after, as we call it. Uh, Lauren says, you know, I was in Dubai recently meeting with a number of leaders, including many Arab leaders, to talk about our commitment as the United States to a two-state solution and a commitment to doing the hard work that that will require to get to a place where we, for the principles that we have stated, um, will insist there be no reoccupation of Gaza by the Israelis, there will be no forced displacement of Palestinians, but we work toward equal measures of security, prosperity, and freedom for Israelis and for Palestinians. And so that is a big part of our goal at this point as well, which is to do what is possible to lay the pathway for that possibility and that goal. She tries. You got to give her that. She tries to sound intellectual. She tries to sound diplomatic. She fails on both fronts and instead embarrasses herself. Actually, she looks better gyrating like a club rat at a football game than she does trying to pretend to be a, a intellectual diplomat. So maybe I, I, at this point, I, I'm not really sure. 
part of me says, you know what, Kamala, just just go gyrate around like a club rat. It's less embarrassing for us than you going on TV and pretending to be an intellectual. That That's more painful to watch, actually. And then uh, she was also asked about the border concern. I mean, she looks a lot more natural. Not even her husband would get up. Nobody else would get up and dance with her because of, that's how embarrassing it was. But uh, she wanted to be a club rat in public. And, and she is a club rat. So, I mean, again, that's her natural element. Uh, trying to be an intellectual doesn't really work. So, but here she goes uh, talking about, yeah, come on, she says. And everybody says, uh, no, uh, we're in a suite and you're the vice president. I think we're not going to act like club rats here. But, uh, okay, knock yourself out. Here she is. Uh, again, it's like this hostage negotiation. Oh, you want to have border security? You want to have a sovereign border? Well, you better give us unlimited money for war. That's basically what Kamala Harris uh, says here in clip 14. Let's have a robust debate on immigration, but don't hold the issue hostage. State where you are. Let's work it out. We have offered a plan. So, you know, I think that it's um, it's very unfortunate, but it actually is, is more than just unfortunate. It will have real consequence. For these folks to play these kinds of games with who we are as America in terms of our role of global leadership, it will have consequence. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so painful. That's painful to watch. That's 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 hard to watch. I mean, that's just she is struggling now. Notice how she kind of went back in her natural flow of how she talks there at the beginning, more like Maxine Waters. And then she kind of caught herself. She had a really deep swallow because she realized, oops, like uh, I forgot my coaching here. I forgot my coaching here. And then she tries to pretend to be an intellectual again. Uh, but see, notice they always they always deceive, e- even in the nature of the debate. She says, oh, well, we can debate immigration. This isn't about immigration. This is about an invasion. This is about a wide open southern border. This is not about immigration. If you want to talk about immigration, then fine. You would be against having an open border and you would be against all the illegal aliens coming across it. Oh, she says, oh, and, and she kind of goes into her caddy, her caddy voice. There's like, oh, you want to have a debate on immigration? And then she and she's like, oh, I forgot my coaching it. Well, and we can have the debate and we will have the debate and it will be moving forward and we will have the debate as the global leaders and we can talk about robust debate. It's not about immigration. It's about the invasion, the largest invasion in the history of the world and it's happened at our southern border under your watch and you pretend to be an intellectual and nobody buys it. I mean, hell, here's a, here's a guy who gets it. Lute- uh, Texas Lieutenant Governor was on Fox News last night Dan Patrick, and uh, he calls it like it is. And, I mean, you want to talk about taking somebody off the ballot, uh, how about this idea in clip 11? We're fed up. In fact, seeing what happened in Colorado tonight, Laura, makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president, uh, disrupting our state far more than anything anyone else has done in recent history. And so um, this is uh, this is so outrageous. 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 people a day. Yeah. Who should be removed off the ballot? 
I mean, Joe Biden has facilitated an invasion at the southern border, the largest invasion of any country in human history. And that's Joe Biden. He did that. And we got more stunning footage coming from the southern border, by the way. I don't know if we'll have time to play it all, but we got it. Infowarstore.com. We also have store and free shipping, double Patriot points. We have X2 about to sell out. We have Winter Sun, the best D3, finally back in stock. Still good for your immune system. We have Vaso Beats with the nitrous oxide to boost your heart health. All of it. We have Turbo Force, the m- most powerful, high quality brain boost nootropic out there that's also good for you, unlike other brain boosters that aren't. Turbo Force discounted. Infowarstore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get Winter Sun. Get it all at InfoWarsStore.com. And I want to thank you all for keeping us on air over the years. You've seen that we've delivered together. You delivered supporting us. I've delivered not giving up. Praise God and pass the ammunition in the information war. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening. Signed or unsigned, InfoWarsStore.com. Take action. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. fuss about this. I'm going to get back to the news here, but um, apparently there are some gremlins stopping this show from being live on Twitter, but we are going to remain steadfast and we will be victorious. But uh, let's just say we've got some savvy people here. We've got very savvy people here that work in social media and they've captured the tomfoolery on camera. They've captured the tomfoolery on camera. So I'm going to upload it. I'm going to upload the tomfoolery. Uh, and uh, it's just interesting is all. It's just certainly something interesting to behold. All right, let, let's look at some of this news here. Let's look at some of this news here. We do still have a special guest coming in studio. Don't forget about that. Colorado Supreme Court removes Trump from 2024 ballot based on 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban, but, but even their legalese here is completely inaccurate. Um, so Trump has responded. 
The most important poll released in the last 20 years came out yesterday stating that 20% of the mail-in ballots of the 2020 presidential election were rigged or defective. That means that the election was a giant scam. You cannot have a fair and honest election as long as there are mail-in ballots. Cheating will always be prevalent. France and many countries have stopped the madness. The Republican Party must do something now. That's right. And remember, it was testimony in Phoenix. It was testimony, I believe, in Georgia. And it just so happens Georgia is part of the uh, same section, same region of the Bureau of Prisons I was in. And it was testimony that felons voted in the 2020 election. Well, guess what people told me that were in prison? Some of these people were in prison for decades. Some of these people have been in prison for multiple presidential elections. They said this has never happened before. Government workers came to the prisons that are all felons and gave them mail-in ballots. And a lot of them were like, what the hell is this? Felons aren't allowed to vote. This is really sketchy. This is a scam. And by the way, uh, most people in there like Trump too. So they were kind of a little perturbed that this was going on. Uh, Sworn testimony, felons voted in the 2020 election, and that was a story I heard from multiple people who have been in prison for multiple presidential elections that I was in there that they'd never seen it before, but government workers came giving people ballots to vote in the 2020 election. I wonder who who you think they wanted you to vote for. California official urges the exploration of removing Trump from primary ballot. Here we go. Why California is fully justified in keeping Trump off the 2024 ballot. And here we go. And here we go. Wyoming man suing to keep Trump off ballot. Liberal group appeals ruling letting Trump stay on ballot in Michigan. (laughs) You liberals. You are just, you are going to burn the entire house down. The New Yorker, a high-risk legal effort to keep Trump off the ballot. They want him off the ballot, folks. They don't want you to be able to vote for him because they know he's going to win. And if they steal it like they did in 2020, it's going to be so even more obvious this time around that uh, they'll completely lose all credibility. It's going to be an odd thing because they'll still remain in power and they'll become more tyrannical and authoritarian in their exhibition of power. But nobody will respect them. Everybody will know that they're the bad guys and they're corrupted. It's really an interesting paradox. Donald Trump could be struck off the ballot in other states, says Newsweek. Yeah, it's actually more than a dozen states right now that are trying to keep Trump off the ballot, and they're hoping the precedent gets set in their favor in Colorado. And I don't know if I trust the Supreme Court to do the right thing. It should be a 9-0 decision. It should be a 9-0 decision. But some of these Supreme Court justices on the left are so corrupted that you know how they're going to favor it. They're going to fully support the Colorado Supreme Court decision, or they're going to basically say, we don't get involved in state elections, so we're just, we're just not going to share an opinion here. But what are they going to do? Because you know Clarence Thomas is going to do the right thing. 
House Democrats launch offensive to force Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from Trump immunity case. So that's what they'll do. They'll just say, well, Clarence Thomas doesn't get a vote anymore. Clarence Thomas has to recuse himself from all things we know he's going to rule on the right side of. And and then when Clarence Thomas and maybe Alito and, and maybe Gorsuch and Coney Barrett and, and uh, Kavanaugh, if they do say, no, Trump stays on the ballot, then the Democrats will say, the Supreme Court is illegitimate, we need to shut it down, or the Supreme Court is corrupted, we need to appoint three more Supreme Court justices, and they'll just appoint them overnight. And it'll be a guy who dresses up like a a, a gay dog kink and and likes to lick dogs or have himself licked by dogs or whatever, or a Sam Brinton type, and and then there'll be a transsexual gay lesbian, and and then it'll be, uh, you know, I don't know what else. They already got uh, Brown Jackson up there who doesn't even know what a woman is. Uh, so they already got their basic diversity hire, but they got to get like a gay puppy kink leather daddy. And then they got to get oh, maybe a non-binary rainbow queer two-spirit. Robert F. Kennedy weighs in. Every American should be troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove President Trump from the ballot. There was a whole thread on this. I just got the top tweet, but uh, he, he uh, issued a whole long statement on this. And um, and and him and Vivek are the only ones that have. And I said, uh, watch out for DeSantis. He came out and said, yeah, no, I think it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'm they can do that if they want. I'm going to keep running. So it's only Vivek, and it's only RFK Jr. Now, Vivek came out and made a statement last night saying he's going to remove himself from the Colorado primary if Trump's not on the ballot. Dan Crenshaw comes back and says, maybe you should just withdraw from the other states too. The problem Dan Crenshaw has is he's not popular and he's not liked. Uh, Ramaswamy is. And then Ramaswamy got the last word in, the last laugh. Maybe congressmen shouldn't be allowed to trade individual stocks, Dan. Ooh. Yeah. Old Warhawk Dan Crenshaw, old rhino Dan, who nobody likes, who should be probably charged with assault for trying to assault a journalist on uh, Capitol Hill. Do you remember that about uh, three months ago? Mm-hmm. Naib Bukele. President of El Salvador, the United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. That's right. That's right. This is now a banana republic. But what is what is what what does left wing politics always do? What what does left wing policy and politics always do? It turns into authoritarianism. Philosophically and when it comes to policy, left-wing politics will always become authoritarian. There is no other way for their policies to exist. That's how it has to happen. All left-wing policies dictate how you live your life. And the only way for a government to dictate how you live your life is by force. That is... The exact example of left-wing politics, from Nazis to to communists, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Lenin, Stalin, whatever you want. These are all left-wing ideologies, socialism, communism. They cannot exist without authoritarianism. They cannot exist without totalitarianism. It is the very nature of the beast. They have to be able to tell you what to do, and they have to be able to do it by force. Otherwise, you won't do it. So, of course, here we are. Of course, 
The American left is censoring speech they don't like. Of course the American left is arresting people they don't like. Of course the American left is taking people off the ballot they don't like. Left-wing politics cannot exist without force. It is the very nature of the policy, of the philosophy of the left. And the whole thing is absurd here. And lawyers are pointing out the legal messaging in here. Substantial evidence in the record showed that the mob's unified purpose was to hinder or prevent Congress from counting the electoral votes as required by the 12th Amendment and from certifying the 2020 presidential election to preclude Congress from taking the actions necessary to accomplish a peaceful transfer of power. By that very statement, the Democrats have done this every time they've lost an election in the 20th, 21st century. Every time. And even in the 20th century, they tried to stop the electoral votes from being counted. They've actually done this. So by their own wording here, the Democrats are guilty. But see, the law doesn't apply to Democrats, don't you see? Don't you see? They are above the law, just like Hunter Biden. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are. Another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com.